Greetings and salutations, gamers. Welcome to Cast Co-op, the podcast in which three hosts from three different podcasts cast together. I am one of your hosts, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost, host of the Xbox Expansion Pass. Joined this week by the host of Season Gaming's BitCast, Mr. Ainsley Bowden. Mr. Porsche Power, how are you, sir? Doing well, man. What's going on, guys? I uh, It's been busy. I'm tired. I'm doing too many shows, so let's do another one. Um <laughs> Yeah, but uh, it's good. It's good. There's lots of lots of gaming goodness, and we're we're getting to the season where fall's starting to take shape, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, I'm trying to map out how I'm going to play all these games over the next several months. It's gonna be gonna be tough. Yeah, yeah. Tough I'm life sure you'll, we live. Is it tough life we live? And I'm sure you'll do it by ignoring Joe and I when we ask you to play Halo Five. That'll just be how that works out. Halo Five, maybe Halo Infinite. That's another story. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Mr. Joseph, host of a trophy room, the PlayStation, a the trophy room, a PlayStation <laughs> podcast. I'm so sorry, buddy. Mr. Joseph Rand, Mr. Badbit, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. As I talked uh, to Ains before the show started, I'm tired, but I have no reason to be tired. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those days. It's like it's just been rainy, and sure. so it's just like ah, it's, sure, it's the worst. It's well, the worst. You know, it was funny. I was thinking about it. I was like, why are we all kind of burned out? Because I've heard more than one content creator say that of late. We had an immense amount of news and news coverage and supporting other content creators over the last two to three weeks. I noticed that all three of us were guesting on shows. All three of us were doing our own shows. We were doing live streams. We were participating in content and discussions here and there. And we finally had a chance to catch our breath. And then this week... Uh, PlayStation decided to dump all types of news on us. People were talking about PlayStation. There is a ton to get to in the PlayStation realm without them even having a state of play or a direct, if you will. Now, we haven't even gotten to the time where E3 might have their EA, or where EA might have EA play. E3 is behind us. We all started to catch our breath, and now it's like, bam, more stuff's happening. So there's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. There's also been conversations. I've seen because like this, like this week coming, like we heard rumblings of like, we're going to hear a lot of news out of PlayStation. We're going to get that big PlayStation event reveal Mm -hmm. either on Thursday or when the show goes or sorry, when the show goes live or Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to, I want to get y'all's temperature right here, right now. Just very quick because this could be outdated any minute. Um, You think it's still happening? Yay, nay. A PlayStation event? Yeah. Like a, In uh, July. Like a big, yeah. I think you got a 70% chance of getting a state of play. Okay. I'm probably on the same boat. I, I yeah. thought it would have been announced this week. So yeah. the fact yeah. that as we record this on Thursday night, you, you kind of doubt they're going to announce on a Friday before right. July 4th weekend in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm a little confused. I figured we would have got one by now. I'm wondering if they're waiting for trying to put a little more space between what happened at E3 and Xbox Bethesda show between theirs. Let the let the excitement die down a bit. Let the hype die down a bit and then mm-hmm. come back and punch everyone in the face. What's interesting <laughs> is there is there was so much positive Xbox energy coming out of that E3 window that it took me aback. Right, even as a content creator that, that focuses on Xbox and gets excited for State of Decay and Forza and Halo like the standards, there was a lot that excited me well beyond those traditional titles. Yeah. I wonder if they too were taken aback 
Uh, and as companies do, just evaluating where the right time to say things are. The caveat being in this last week, uh, at the time of this recording, we now know about two acquisitions that PlayStation has made. And Joe, I'll let you talk about those. But uh, Nixus and Housemark both acquired by PlayStation, you would expect those things to come in, those announcements to come in some sort of an event uh, of some kind, uh, and they didn't. So talk to me. See, I don't, I didn't, I didn't expect it to be at the event. Um, I expected it to be in a blog post, and the reason why is Sony's mantra of let the games do the talking. So if they are having a, an event, they want just straight up game, 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 game reveal. Like that's all they that's all they want to show you. I think for the hardcore fans, you know, the acquisition of the official acquisition of Housemark excites a lot of us mm-hmm. um, because it really goes to show that when Sony says it, they're not in an arms race. Um, I half believe it. I think they really <laughs> want to make deals with people that they've had either close relationships with or that help the backbone of mm-hmm. their first party uh, umbrella and housemark fits the first bill of like this is a this is a company you've had over you know two decades of relations with mm-hmm. like this is a this is a company that yeah has been i hate saying the word but like loyal to mm-hmm. to PlayStation and, and creating some really stellar games that the hardcore fans love and seeing Returnal get the love that I think it, it deserved um is really awesome to see so the first uh, acquisition isn't not isn't like a jab at Xbox. It's not like we're taking something away from them, right? Mm-hmm. This is no Bethesda equivalent or even the Spider-Man equivalent. This is just strengthening a relationship that was already really close with the brand. So for me, well, I was excited. Well, we were talking with our buddy Kev. Um, Ains would be interested to know. We were talking with our friend Kevin about it and... Uh, we were noted. We were noting that a lot of Xbox people seem to be up in arms about this ha- Housemark acquisition, really? and and Kev put it very simply. He's like, "Why they haven't made anything for Xbox in a long time? They've practically been a Sony first party. This is yep. only benefiting the the Housemark and Sony. It doesn't seem yep. like there's a down tra- downfall there." I'm of that same mind. I agree. Where do you come down on it? Yeah, I I have to imagine guys thinking that way, or just you know they're in the in the middle of the echo chamber, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I completely agree with Joe. This this makes sense. It excites me because Housemark is a talented studio. They've slowly grown and, and made their titles bigger and bigger. Obviously, Returnal was the biggest one yet. I thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I reviewed it, loved it. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, exactly as Joe said, I'm looking at this as a win because what this will do, of course, in theory, is give them more funding, more support to make even bigger titles, right? And mm-hmm. to just grow a little further, make even better titles. So, I'm excited about. It. I don't know why anyone would equate this to anything negative for xbox that's yeah. that's just naive and you know it's funny joe you say you know when playstation says they're not or jim ryan or whoever you know says they're not in an arms race it's like and i'm not trying to be smart um but of course they're not because they literally can't be you, yeah. you can't be in an yeah. arms race with the richest company in the world you're, you're gonna lose yeah. um in terms of the arms race specifically sure. i mean so they're these types of things are smart uh and they're efficient for PlayStation. Um, as you guys both just said, it strengthens strengthens an existing relationship, mm-hmm. takes the studio that makes quality games and will in theory make even bigger, uh, higher quality games in the future. 
Mm -hmm. um, and it just, that's more content for the platform. So I, I love to see stuff like this. And again, as we all know and always say, the end result of this is a talented, hardworking studio being able to create better games for us. Mm -hmm. How could that ever be a negative? Yeah, you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. Uh, something about these these acquisitions felt different, though, than when you see some of the Xbox acquisitions over the past few years. Perhaps it's the presentation. Perhaps it's the announcements. I don't agree with Joe necessarily in the idea that I would want it to be in a blog post. I know. Take that. Um, <laughs> I would not have wanted these in a blog post when the potential of an event where you say acquisition, acquisition, acquisition could have been a thing. Um, that said, something I did want to point out is that I found out this news on socials, but via Herman Hulse tweets, uh, which was, uh, again, strengthening the idea that he is going to be a voice and figurehead going forward for that for them, uh, which I think is, is a smart move. I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but to me, I was like, oh, this is exactly who I want speaking on PlayStation's behalf. He feels to me very endearing, very gamer friendly, if that's a, an appropriate sure. word. Um, he just feels to me like a good voice uh, for, for gamers to identify with. Uh, again, maybe I'm overreading it, but I liked that I saw at least him talking about it directly. He yeah. feels he feels closer to gamers, um, but I don't know if that's if if part of that feeling we get is because Jim Ryan feels so distant. Fair. <laughs> um, so yeah. I, I completely agree. I'd rather see Herman out there talking about things than Jim because he just comes off with a better demeanor. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So it's nice. I, I mean. He's very, uh, he definitely has that air about him that is kind of direct and to the point, but mm -hmm. relatable at the same time, which, you know, I had a long conversation with someone the other day about uh, Phil Spencer, who gets a ton of press, right? Mm -hmm. um, but there's, you know, it's not easy to pull that off at that level when you're a high up executive uh, to be business minded, um, make points, but also feel relatable to your end users or front end mm -hmm. users. And uh, yeah, it feels like Herman does that a lot better than Jim does. Yeah. I saw on uh, did you guys. I don't know if you guys are familiar or, or watched Podcast Unlocked episode five hundred. Uh, mm -hmm. Cheers to Unlocked for them. That congratulations on five hundred. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Um, but Phil Spencer was on that, and in that, Ryan McCaffrey uh, put him on the hot seat a couple times. Really trying to find out about the business elements of Game Pass and like pushing Phil Spencer to talk about uh, his favorite years in gaming and the business of Game Pass. And Phil managed to give. Politically correct <laughs> PR answers, but feel genuine. Mm -hmm. right. Feel genuine. He and always I, does that. He does. It's a skill of his for sure. But it strikes me that Herman Hulse could do the same or similar things uh, if Sony wanted to put him in a position to regularly do that. Um, but I don't trust Sony to do that myself. I'm not sure they're as in tune with the masses uh, as as they should be. And I say as they should be, knowing full well they're the market leader. So <laughs> where's the line on that one? I'm not sure. I don't know, because Nintendo, like, I'm going to bring up the Nintendo defense a lot tonight. Oh. I don't necessarily think they need to be as for forward-facing. Um, you see how Nintendo treats its fans, and sometimes like with dirt. just complete disdain. Yeah, and, like, they're still doing really well. You know, really well. Like, they'll sell 35 million units of an Animal Crossing and then just stay silent on that game. So, you know, to me, I think it helps the hardcore fans relate to the company. Mm -hmm. And for the hardcore fans where that matters to them, 
yeah, you could actually go out there and lose a customer over seeing or lack of seeing a CEO on stage, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think for the masses, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, Apple puts on these huge events every other, you know, six months or so. Mm -hmm. Most people don't know who, you know, Tim Cook is uh, or the garden outside the Apple HQ. They just know out of some press release or some tweet or some something, a new iPhone, and they're going to go out there and buy it. So I don't necessarily... I don't know the garden. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, you, you should have seen the last keynote. Nonetheless, like <laughs> it, is, it, it, it is just... It's fanfare. That's what mm-hmm. it is. And I think that's what Sony is lacking. Is they're lacking mm-hmm. the fanfare. And I think that's what Xbox has been doing the best out of all, all three of them, truthfully. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I'm inclined to agree w- with some of the logic there. And uh, to that same point, that fanfare, I think, takes a hit and a boost here and there on socials for all different types of reasons. Sure. This last week, we saw some socials hit that I don't think did Sony any favors. No. I also think that socials did what socials do and extracted the worst and ignored some of the obvious points here. And I'm talking about... Uh, and if anybody can find this on, hold on, let me read this indie site. Season, seasoned, gaming, 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 gaming. Yeah, it's an uh, indie site. Dot com. We speak uh, out. We speak out against the the internet and constantly. What? No. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but I noticed the article uh, th- that I'm looking at here. It says indie developers begin to speak out against. PlayStation. And this all started with a Twitter thread uh, from Neon Doctrine co-founder Ian Garner, in which he indirectly called out PlayStation, describing it as Platform X for a bit until his replies to other (laughs) tweets very clearly made it seem like he was talking about PlayStation. Uh, And in short, he put Sony on blast for a lot of business practices that make it very difficult for indie developers to be successful. And this is not the first time we have heard this. This is not, uh, he is not the only person. In fact, several other developers jumped in uh, to offer their support, noting that they've had similar experiences. And in large part, it sounded to me like PlayStation was simply behind the times in how they work with indie developers. You can sell 110 million PlayStation 4s. You can sell out PlayStation 5s. But there are a lot of drawbacks with how they're handling and treating indies at this point. Uh, I'm inclined to, to ask what you guys... I see a few, both of you are researching right now. I'm inclined to know what you think about it. But more to, more to the point, after we've broken down Sony's aspect on this one, they can't be the only villains in this story. No. No. Um it's not the first time we've heard stuff like this and and it can be, hmm. there's so much to say. I'm trying to figure out the couple things I want to touch on without going on for 10 minutes. Um, First, you can go on for 10 minutes. Ains. (laughs) Let's do this. First, uh, the market is bigger than it's ever been. Um, Mm -hmm. And what that means is there's more developers, there's more studios, there's more publishers, and there's more Mm -hmm. games on these uh, storefronts. And what the consoles are beginning to face uh, which uh, Nintendo's actually been facing on their eShop for a couple years now with their expansive growth. But Steam really went through uh, a few years back is uh, an issue with curation, right? Yeah. There's too many titles. It makes it impossible for people to find uh, titles that may not be as well known 
Um, and it makes it very challenging for the internal groups to, uh, you know, kind of monitor sales uh, of that title, offer uh, discounts for end users and stuff. Because what surprised me the most is not really, there's two things that really surprised me from these comments as I look through them. One is that uh, multiple developers said that their game is the worst performing on PlayStation compared to Nintendo, Steam, or Xbox by a long shot, which is weird to me, right? Because PlayStation is the biggest console platform. So that's, if I'm the head of whatever division, you know, people always just say Jim Ryan because he's all the way up here, but there's, you know, probably another 500 people that manage this kind of stuff. Um, If I'm the head of whoever's responsible for kind of storefront or PSN storefront, this is concerning, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing that's really surprising to me is, um, is they're not being heard even, right? We saw this from multiple saying, you know, I've been trying to reach out to our contacts and the process that Sony makes you go through or PlayStation. Um, and sometimes it can take months for a reply. That's mm-hmm. crazy to me. Like if I developed a game and I'm on your storefront and I have a question about it, the fact that it could take months to get a reply makes no sense to me whatsoever. Um, so I, I, I don't really know. We don't know the ins and outs of what's been put forth here, but they definitely have a curation issue. Um, they need to figure out how to tackle it. I think Nintendo's in the same boat here. We just hear less about it, I think, because the eShop has been so successful for Mm -hmm. whatever reason, right? Maybe they're better at doing sales. Maybe they're better at rotating out games and putting them up front. I don't know. Um, And then, which multiple developers mentioned as well, is Game Pass. Um, And I think Xbox has been saved a little bit due to Game Pass and kind of ID at Xbox is also a gigantic kind of, boon to the xbox ecosystem and they have a dedicated group you know led by chris charlo over there who who supports indie developers in this way Mm -hmm. it just sounds like playstation hasn't kept up with the times um so but regardless it's not good when you have uh developers beginning to be unafraid to speak out against your platform yeah what are you thinking joe oh i think he's hit it out out of the park i think you know First, yeah, all th- I think Ariel Knight said something on Twitter. It's like when it comes to dealing with all three of them, I don't like like they all mm-hmm. have faults. You that know, was the one tweet. I apologize for everything, but that was amidst this whole thing. That was the one treat, one tweet I was <laughs> willing to retweet because yeah. I, I cover Xbox and I didn't want it to look like playing for the home team sure. because I am sure this happens in other places. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so like when I used to cover all the things, like I'd I'd have a few indie developers tell me that like, ooh, discovery on Switch just sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's just that storefront is awful. It's abysmal to try to find games. And so the one thing that like when I when I hear uh Mr. Garner talk about his experiences and like his him being upset at discovery i totally understand because i don't think the playstation store is good Mm -hmm. like it is it is very it is very bare bones feeling so like i understand i understand very triple a loaded too yeah i I was just on there earlier yeah it's just big it's just you don't yeah sorry you no don't worry about it yeah you don't see any any indies and we were trying to talk about it on the trophy room last night where it's like it would be really great if we had just like here's your AAA tab, here's your indie tab. Like give it so that there's something for these small teams that they can they can work with something here. Because mm-hmm. yeah, like 
if in order to get your game out there, it costs you know upwards or as low as twenty five thousand upwards to two hundred thousand for you know advertising during the weekend on the PlayStation Store. Well, that mm-hmm. sucks. There's no way you could. There's no way that's profitable for your game, right? Unless mm-hmm. you're very, 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 very popular indie, like the one that only comes to mind right now is like um, Hades, right? Where I think it could it could stand alongside these other games. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it sucks. It sucks not so much for the mid tier indies or the high tier indies. It sucks for the people that are trying to break in. And if you're a YouTuber or a content creator of any kind, you understand that feeling so much. Because you're like, you're 90% of what people actually watch, but the system itself just pushes you so, so down that it only elevates the few. And what Ains said is 100% right, where if it takes months to speak to someone, just to, just to talk to another person about mm-hmm. your game, that, that, that is, there's no excuse. And the other thing is like, well, how do you mitigate? Like, how do you, if there's more and more studios popping up, if there's more and more games coming onto the storefronts, how do you mitigate the good games from the not great ones or the troublesome games or whatever, uh, the low quality? How do you sift through all of that? Mm-hmm. And how do you help these studios get better? It just seems like a, like an impossible task, at least for me, as someone completely outside looking in. So... The one thing that I, I will say, the thing that strikes me the most, I'm, I'm annoyed with the most with what Garner said, is you can't even promote your game. Like, you can't even give it a discount. You have to be invited to give a discount yeah, to your crazy. game. That's ridiculous. And I understand, like, PlayStation's logic, but that logic's so stupid. Because <laughs> it's just advertising, come to the store. It's not like, come come play this game. So mm-hmm. it's it's really it's that one's the most asinine uh, w- one that I've seen next to the you know you can't talk to anybody. And this it is worked. the go ahead. Sorry, one more point on curation. Um, this is people have asked um, Xbox leadership about Game Pass and like, well, why don't you just put like you know a thousand games on there and just load it up? And they've actually talked about this exact thing: is we want we don't want to overload it because right now they're seeing a great kind of. Uh, cyclical um, habit of the Game Pass subscribers of how they're trying, you know, all these different games, right. and nearly all of the games in the in the um, portfolio for Game Pass are getting played more than they would have otherwise. If you just suddenly load it with a thousand games or whatever whatever the number is, too many, um, you're you're going to diminish that, and then mm-hmm. the value of these small developers wanting to put their game on Game Pass disappears. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's. It's a challenge. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not envious of the people who have to run these types of uh, platforms. Yeah. Nonetheless, it scares me, though, that developers like Ian and, and the, those that jumped in and those that have done this before are willing to go scorched earth and just burn their bridges or potential with a platform to get that message out there because they feel so mistreated. Um, a lot of factors can go into that. I mean, Indie developers can be exhausted. They can be pinching pennies. There's a lot of situational things. We don't know what was going on in his day. But something got him there, and he's not the only one, yeah. uh, which does worry me. Now, on the idea of curation, um, a problem that all of the major publishers have, I do think Xbox seems to manage it 
better than the others, but not perfectly in terms of like trying to get indies on the storefront. They have a, they consistently push ID at Xbox, uh, out in, in, into their front pages that said ID at Xbox is a bad name and it's difficult to market, uh, for people that don't know what it is, but, uh, I know that they push it for PlayStation. I think their console could benefit from some curation and a store rework in terms of visuals, this has been explored before, and I will reference the Nintendo seal of quality, even though it's <laughs> right. But Life of Black Tiger came out, what, two, three years ago under the mm-hmm. PlayStation 4? Had no business being there. It was broken, jumbled, terrible mess. And that should never have happened. By the same token, there are plenty of games that show up that are not for everybody. We always hear conversations of, oh, that's just not for me. But there has to be a quality level at some point a barrier to entry because if you have everything there, you have thousands of games available. Nobody's going to get seen or what gets seen is the worst of the worst. And that's what the article is written about. And that worries me too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I you know, let's keep in mind, ID at Xbox was born. I want to say 2015 now, something like that, but you you know, they had the, in the 360 days, they had summer of arcade. Um, and the 360 became known as the big platform for indie developers. That's why, if you remember things like Braid and mm-hmm. Castle Crashers and um, Limbo, they mm-hmm. all had huge debuts on console through the 360. And then mm-hmm. as uh, you know, they transitioned into the one, Xbox One era, uh, a lot of that was tossed aside and kind of you know fell out of favor, if you will. Um, and then they realize, if you remember, at the start of the Xbox One generation, there was a narrative out there that Xbox sucked for indies. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why ID at Xbox was born to help support indie developers and grow that. And it's grown over time. We know they've done like however many games, a couple thousand games. They've done over a billion dollars in revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, but that took work and years of effort in a dedicated department, team, whatever you want to call it, to do so. So it could be cyclical. I hope that PlayStation, like I said, recognizes this and kind of moves into the future um, with some sort of plan to rectify what we're seeing here um, for these smaller developers. Cause it sucks. Cause you know, Joe, your, your point is kind of funny, but kind of stings a little bit at the same time. Um, it is what we see as content creators, as smaller content creators, you know, it's like, unless, we want to do something flashy. You know, it's like you put in work, you put in good effort, you put in um, a quality, what you, at least what we believe is quality product. Maybe not this show per se. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but then, you know, it doesn't get any traction. And it's like the YouTube and the Googles and everything else that uh, need you to, or you need to get uh, traction just isn't there for you at times. Um, yeah. And it's got to be frustrating because these guys are not just putting in time and effort. They're putting in a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And according to these guys, to even basically put it in application to go on the store is $25,000. If you're a small developer working under a budget, $25,000 is a lot of money. I mean, it's a lot of money for most people, right? But yeah, yeah, that's that's a struggle where other developers have said um, it's next to nothing to get the game on Xbox if you go through ID at Xbox or Mm -hmm. even where where sometimes Xbox will pay you for the game. Mm -hmm. It scares me. I mean, it's worrisome for sure. I... I'm I'm really wondering what Shuhei's doing with the PlayStation Indies right now. Well, like we know he's active on social. This has to be something he he's taking into consideration. 
Um, and something that I I think he has to be aware of. This has to be there. There has to be a cure here because this this does this does worry me. Of uh, oh, this is arrogant, Sony. This is Sony <laughs> that you know thinks thinks they're PlayStation Three, Sony. Think. Yeah, and and that worries that worries that worries me greatly. So yeah, that <sighs> it, it's frustrating. And and it, it really does seem like when you reach out to like a bigger creator, <laughs> it's like how many, it's it, it, it's like that 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 Twitter video with with you and Kong. It's like how many how many subs you got? What's your retention like? All right, come in. Yeah. <laughs> or um, talk, tell me when you're at this, <laughs> yeah. or tell me when you're at that. It's it's um, that's what it kind of feels like. It, it feels like hey, if if I if we know you, we'll give you a nice sweet old partnership. Mm-hmm. If we don't. Well, too bad. And, uh, and no and understanding shame. for how to build that relationship. They, they've said, Ian cited that he didn't know how to get an account manager. There's no roadmap for that. There's no process. Now, whether or not that's true, I'm unsure. Sure. But that's that, that worries me greatly because how many great games have we missed out on because they didn't have 25 grand to put down? And right. I, I, we're citing PlayStation and if sure I could be devil's advocate, it's like, well, be how the else? devil. You're the devil. Thank You're you. not the advocate. You're the <laughs> devil. Um, it's how else do you, and you could, you know, you're smarter than both of us combined. How Come do on, you no, quality it. control no. other than no. putting that gate up though? Like how, how do you, like, how do you, cause if, if, if there is no gate, no. Anybody can anybody could put a what is it Life of the Black Tiger on right Yeah whatever if that the, game if was. The, yeah whatever that, <laughs> that that game was if there is no gate then then the the store is just flooded and it's like I literally opened up Steam just to look at that less than eight hundred people are playing Avengers um and it was, that was it was like a maze that, that was disrespectful <laughs> but it, but it was a maze like, to actually find that <clears throat> right like like the store that store is a mess to me. Because there's just so many Steam. Uh, Steam. Steam okay. there's just so many games there. Yeah, so, Steam, like, Steam's had this problem for years. Like I said, yeah, how how do you how do you fix it? Like, I, I don't. I don't even know that Steam has. Um, Steam does not. No, but, Steam does not. No, but the the difference, right? Um, for a developer, as I understand it, I'm not a developer, but as I understand it, right? Steam takes twelve percent, or no, Steam takes thirty percent. But getting your game on Steam, excuse me, um, is uh, easier and updates are easier and patches are easier and free from what i understand i could be wrong yeah what i think i think having to charge for a patch is freaking bonkers oh that is bonkers and i've seen seen that get laxed off a little bit more and more that is i I don't think playstation does that anymore i know xbox did it the longest because we heard from developers on that too i think they've changed that a bit now it's like only if it's considered like a new um uh like product id mm-hmm. does it have to go through that process again I th- again i think we're, we're going on things we've heard i can understand why you would want to charge for patches at, at one point in the industry right when resources had to be allocated servers when they weren't prepped for live service games or whatnot but nowadays there's no excuse for it no. there's just not an excuse for it the amount of people that are invested in the product and the amount of bugs that can happen after the fact used as an incentive to try and avoid launching an incomplete product i understood but games just don't work that way now. Yeah. Uh, and that scares me. But what I was saying, yeah. what are all the storefronts right now? You've got itch.io, you've got Steam, you've got GOG, you've got Epic, you've got PlayStation, you've got Windows, Xbox, Switch. 
I don't, um, I, we're missing you, a few. You got Ubisoft, Ubi, Origin, BattleNet. I'm sure there's two or three games you can get on Stadia. Like there's, I assume, Amazon Luna, Amazon Luna. So there's a lot. By the way, guys. Just yeah. an update for everyone listening. The Luna controller is currently ten dollars off. So if you've been waiting to jump on it, it's sixty right now, not seventy. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't wait. You probably should stop listening to this and go get yours. I got my Luna controller right here. <laughs> <laughs> See, look, but, Luke's um, thinking about it. He's like, hmm, maybe I should run and do that right now. But Sorry, let's talk I was about in some... an alternate dimension where people cared about Luna. Sorry. <laughs> is that the off. same? Is that the same dimension where they care about Avengers? Anyway, here's the. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play the game one You're day. You're getting more Avengers flack than I'm get that I got for BioMutant at this point. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, just bring up the picture for good measure, Haynes. Anyway, um, I it, do want to was it this about... one? No, no, no. The other one. The other one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you mean this one or this. Yes, one. yes. Oh, you leave that one there. That's great. <laughs> um, right in the yeah. middle. Right in the middle. I if me and Jolene, you can still see us. Yeah. Whereas Luke can Luke can just be represented by the bottom there. There, there you go. Yeah. You can't you see go. what I'm doing to you, but it's <laughs> <laughs> is it like that thumb? It's I mean it's similar. <laughs> <laughs> it's similar. Oh my oh. goodness! I want to talk about another acquisition though. Um, I want to talk about Sony's acquisition of of Nixus Software. Yes. Yeah, what they work on? A lot of people. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> in the beginning were just like who. And five minutes of research in a Google search later, you'll find that Nexus works on a lot of PC ports, and yep. um, and and they're they're essentially a PC support studio. Yep. So yeah, they've they've helped work on a ton of Crystal Dynamics games, Square games, most notably um, the game that seven hundred and twenty-seven people are playing on Steam, which is Marvel's Avengers. Um, so this is kind of big news. I. I mean, not big news in terms of, you know, it's oh relevant. my God, they're gonna make a yeah, they're gonna make a triple A game. This is they're not a triple A studio. They're going to just their support make studio, yeah, PC ports. Yep. Which I, I'm gonna jump in only to say I genuinely think Microsoft and Sony should both have a dedicated support studio at all times. Yeah, for anything, you know, like for whatever it is. Just all right, we need guys. We need to move you over here. We need we need we've got to fix Halo Infinite's such and such problem here we've got to work on the infrastructure for that we a support studio to rotate through and because they hire out for that why not just have an internal one i know games guys i could be an executive this is easy <laughs> this is easy i well, guys it. like because it, it's cheaper to hire people from singapore because we don't have to pay their health care no no <laughs> that doesn't sound right that doesn't sound right <laughs> yeah. um yeah this is obvious right i i the the t- a lot of the department uh, departments, a lot of the studios working under like Xbox first party have already been developing PC and Xbox simultaneously. Um, you have to have knowledge of PC specific development tools, especially the scalability of those, because when you're coding for PC, you're coding for a wide range of hardware, which you don't have to do on console. And Sony in the past has been very almost 100% console focused, right? Uh, And and at that point, dedicated console focus, meaning that their consoles, the PS3 probably being the best example, were very unique hardware. And so their first party just focused on that hardware and that hardware alone. So yeah, not surprising. We knew PlayStation was um, 
uh, what do you call it, putting more of their games on PC. Uh, I think as we've talked about previously, I believe you're going to start to see that cycle post-console release speed up, meaning mm-hmm. it's not going to be two years, three years post-release when you see these games. It's going to be closer to six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and to do that, you have to have teams like this that have experience porting games to PC because they currently don't really have that level of talent that we're aware of anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this is as as the token playstation fan here i'm really i'm really i i really dig this move this is something that yeah they've lacked um because microsoft is is a company that yeah they've they've been developing they've been doing this for a minute now so to me uh the playstation ecosystem at least the ones on social media see very split on this issue um and i'm confused still as to why I feel like it's like we got to keep the bloodline pure type of like insanity. <laughs> that I hear the old blood. <laughs> exactly. Um, but this is cool because, yeah, I, I, I do think you're going to see a day. Not soon, but like in, in the distant future where games come day and date to the platform and they have to. Oh, oh. I know it's craziness. Uh, hey, they crazy. have to work their not just their fans into getting used to it, but also their studios and, and coordinate how that actually uh, comes into play. I mean, we saw it with Xbox when they first said, Hey, we're going to go PC day and day in with our first party games. You saw uh, Xbox fans were like fighting with each other. They're like, no, we got to keep things pure. No, nah, leave it to, you know, it was, it was this weird, very weird infighting. So I feel like you're going to see something similar here. Um, but Honestly, this is this is the future. These games are more and more expensive to make, and I feel like this is a nice stopgap into making sure you're getting more revenue for these games. So I, n- I never understood the mentality of uh, more people can play a game, therefore it negatively impacts me. Um, yeah. It's just very, very strange to me. Well, I bought this thing. <laughs> that's that's, that's Because you want to play it there, right? Yeah. I mean... Uh, again, I think the the whole Xbox thing, which got a lot of flack early on, it's like we don't care where you play. Mm-hmm. Um, just if you're playing in the Xbox ecosystem, we win essentially because mm-hmm. um, we've won your business. And and I think PlayStation is getting there slower, but they're getting there. Um, yeah, so that was the, during the Play Anywhere days when they were first introducing Play Anywhere, and they had to explain it to users. And I can distinctly remember Phil Spencer's response to a fan that was outraged like why should i even buy an xbox yeah Uh, i'm not buying any i'm not buying this game anymore he's like why would you be more upset that more people can play something you like and it's it just it baffles me i mean joe and i are i think are uh, a good example of that we play most games cross play now we didn't used to a couple years ago he would play with xbox and with the exception of i think sea of thieves and halo we're playing cross play whether it was it was outriders it was fortnite Call of Duty. I mean, we've played just about everything crossplay. Hasn't hurt either one of us. We're both oh, still and, and here. Joe could play on PC if you wanted to on Sea of Thieves and Halo with you. A good you point. Know, it, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't matter. That's it's very point. weird. I, I don't know. But going back to the original thing, good acquisition. Um, it's not going to be one of those that makes any kind of big waves on the front, you know, social mm-hmm. aspect. But this is this is a positive for PlayStation as a studio company, a first party. Mm-hmm. Um, because what will, what it'll be, right, as you'll see, as we just said, you'll see better PC ports and you'll see them sooner, um, which, again, benefits pretty much everyone. 
Now, I got a question for you guys. Have you, have you heard this? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this, folks? Probably not. Uh, Blue Point Games. Okay. I don't know. I'm sorry, Luke. I feel like I'm taking over the show. I just feel Dude, like it, it, it comes It's our show. Oh, good. Because <laughs> I am. It's three um, hosts Point... hosting together. <laughs> oh, yeah. we're casting together. <laughs> <laughs> Keep casting that. Oh, uh, that comes at the end. <laughs> That's oh, right. And you freaking Sorry. unprofessional loser. <laughs> Let's talk about Blue Point Games because this no, one's an up. enigma. Okay. <laughs> I just finished Demon's Souls yesterday. I saw and you're getting real talk games. You I I'm gonna I'm gonna rebuy Demon Souls 3. <laughs> or sorry, Dark Souls, uh, Dark Souls 3. It, yeah. It's the go, man. It's the go. Stop. It's a great game. Ains is all like, it. guys, I can't play Halo with you. You play at weird times or whatnot. In that exact window of time, while we were playing Halo, Joe, did we not get a message that says, guys, let's just beat Demon Souls? And I'm like, <laughs> you have responsibilities. You <laughs> don't understand. He has refused to play Halo 5 with us, coward. Yeah. Every time, it's like, oh, I'm busy like family time. And then he messages us, guess what I just beat? Biomutant's 900th level because I'm on 555 hours <laughs> in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kills me. It kills me. You're also, done? also, he no, said he not. wasn't bald. He said he wasn't bald. I don't understand. <laughs> Somebody help me out here. I need, I need clarification. I should, <sighs> I should let my hair grow for like a month, um, and and see what it looks like at that. point. I assume that's what has happened right now. No, I shave my head every week. Every week, Luke. Every, every week. week. Yeah, Hair does you, come off. Are you, it's not a lot. You, not a lot. <laughs> are you settled, Luke? Is that out of your system? Anyway, Dark yeah. Souls 3. Let's talk about it, Joe. Okay. Um, Great I, game. I, I want to replay it. I got really mad today. A little mm-hmm. sidebar because I own it on Xbox. I beat it twice. I own it on PC. I beat it fully. Um, wanted to play it again because it's incredible. And the Xbox console version sucks. It was. It's mm-hmm. literally the base Xbox One version. Never been upgraded. Really? Yeah, because oh, it came out when the PS4 Pro was out, but before the One X, and and oh, From Software wow. just literally never updated it. Um, wow! And it's got a locked frame rate. I bet so Sony they keep... paid From Software to do that. Uh, it's a, definitely a conspiracy there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. on PlayStation Five, it runs 1080p 60. Um, so I'm excited because that's what I played it on PC, uh, yeah. and it runs really good. But I'm excited. Uh, I'm playing it for the fourth time because it's Absolutely. just so damn good. It's it literally excellent. Nowhere locally had a copy of it. Um, wow so i had to have it shipped and it pissed me off so i literally this afternoon installed dark souls 2 which i never finished because i don't care for it as much nah, me and, and i started I playing that just to hold me over yeah i literally i think i got halfway through this game i was like oh, boy. anyway yeah. blue point games Listen, they <laughs> while, while you guys Demon were talking Souls. about that i bought blaster master zero on xbox because it was eight dollars and i like that game and i got the shovel knight dlc as well so if you guys wanted to hear something that you didn't care about, like I had to do for that. Shovel Knight, one of the most overrated indie games ever made. Blue Point Games. <laughs> is it Are you kidding me right Terrible now? Terrible game. Terrible game. What? Shovel Knight's a fantastic game. Yeah. You know why you As think it's a fantastic the- game? Because you didn't properly live through the 8 and 16-bit era. I guess. That's why. Here we are. Ains, it's a I'm fantastic game, a great compilation in the treasure trove. Uh, they oh my gosh, three of those four campaigns are just immaculate. No, how not. can you say that? How can you say okay. that? Please go Plague play Knight, either, Shovel please Knight. go play either Hollow Knight or Rogue Legacy so you can play I'm a trying. real game in that Hollow Knight. Fantastic video game, fantastic video game. Take nothing away from Hollow Knight. Rogue Legacy wasn't my speed, respect wasn't my speed. 
That does not have anything to do with how great Shovel Knight is. It's there. <sighs> so Blue Boy Games, <laughs> it was it was accidentally leaked. We started off so well. <laughs> we did. We were like, oh, we're getting through this. It's going to be great. It was accidentally Anybody check leaked on Hassan by PlayStation lately? Proper that, uh, that uh, while congratulating Housemark. <laughs> PlayStation Japan came out and said, "Congratulations, Housemark! You know, welcome to the team." And the picture, the picture is oh, yeah, of is funny. <laughs> Sony Studios with Blue Point Games. Oh my god! So they accidentally leaked themselves that Blue Point Games was also acquired by Sony. Ains, what the fuck is so funny? <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone check on us? Uh, <laughs> he got me with it. Man. That poor guy. That poor guy from that abandoned game. Is he still at gunpoint? Is he still making gunpoint? It's a hostage situation. Hi. Uh, son here. Oh, um, I'm, I'm not, fine. I'm, I'm not, okay. I'm not Hideo Kojima. You hear a gun cock in the background. I said I'm not Hideo Kojima. <laughs> and I've never been. Hideo. Never been, nor never was. Oh, God. Also, Metal Gear Rising, it's, it's okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Oh, Blue Point, how we doing? Kojima's feeding me well. <laughs> Could not, it was so awkward. Konami had to sign with Bluebird to get out of that one. <laughs> like, yeah. People are looking at us. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it leaked out by PlayStation that Bluepoint is joining PlayStation Studios. As it seems, we all got excited, mm -hmm. right? Because Bluepoint makes fantastic remakes, almost second to none. It's like them and Vicarious Visions. Just they don't miss. It seems whether that is the Titanfall, uh, you know. Uh, port on 360, whether that's the Uncharted collection, whether that is Demon Souls, which I think is their best so far, or even the Metal Gear uh, Solid collection. They're a class act. But then today, I wake up to news of, well, maybe this didn't happen. Because Blue Point, they don't tweet almost ever. It's actually, they should kind of be ashamed. They <laughs> don't... They don't, they like their one tweet is from June 30th. And then the last tweet they ever made was on December 3rd. Jesus. So, point Weirdly, stands, December 4th, Hassan started tweeting. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it, it states on their bio because they changed their bio saying Blue Point Game. Ooh, that's a misspell. I want to look on that. Is a fully independent, self funded studio. We are always looking for talented engineers, artists, and designers to join the team, blah, blah, blah. And on the website, it is updated to say the same exact thing. So I'm going to go to Ains because oh, I like to skip Luke on this. What the fuck is going on, Ains? I don't know. I don't know. I <clears throat> Because like, it ha this has to be, like, they have to be acquired. Why would Sony have that asset there's, there? Yeah, there's no reason you make that asset and then share it. Um thinking that this announcement was coming. I, I have to imagine, my guess could be wrong. My guess is that this is kind of like we saw uh, these other major acquisitions, right? It's a long process between signing this deal and then you have to have all these legal agreements and then there's dates at which things execute. And my guess is that this is kind of a done deal 
Um, but there was maybe some clause, maybe some date that hadn't hit yet where they can formally announce it. Um, because you know, that, that there are rules and regulations around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe we're just not there yet. So, uh, I don't know if the only weird thing here, right. Is that Sony Japan is the one who slipped it and announced it. Whereas obviously blue point themselves are the ones that then came out and said, we're fully independent, self-funded. So either this is coming like we all think, or this was one of the dumbest slip ups we've ever seen for someone who created an asset and then actually posted it out without uh, realizing they had the wrong studio. But I don't even see how that's possible. Yeah. It's like, cause I mean, as the PR person, you have to like quadruple check when you have an image out there of like, and look at, I'm a dumb idiot. I use Canva. Sometimes I misspell a word. I get it. But, yeah, but this I is don't... Sony Japan. Like exactly. it's not, yeah, this is, this is, this is, they get paid to do this. <laughs> yeah, and and, so, and again, like we talked with Housemark, right? Blue Point has basically been a Sony, you know, second party studio for. Yeah, it just it seems to make a perfect fit, as it were. And Demon Souls was a huge game for them to launch the PS5. There's rumors out there. We know that they're uh, doing Metal Gear Solid remake. Whether or not that's true, who knows? But uh, again, that would be a perfect fit for PlayStation. Um, just given the history there. So I don't know. I my my hunch, my guess is that this is happening. They just jumped the gun. Yeah. This this reminds me of the Twitch gaming event where Hades was shown with the Xbox stuff. Oh uh, right, I forgot that. Mo- yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, and months in advance, an accident, just assets being mixed up, mixed around by people in PR. Um, and a lot to juggle and likely business relationships are changing and, and moving for any number of times. So I think this is absolutely happening. It's just a matter of timing and when. Um, and uh, I do not know if Bluepoint is publicly traded or anything else, but there are rules that, you know, if you're publicly traded or in certain countries you need, and you have shareholders or investors or whatnot, you have to make sure that you do things like, no, we are an independent studio. Until we're not, you know, like that, it could be something in, in the legality sorts. Um, and I won't pretend to even know or understand or, or frankly even care about that kind of stuff. It just, it would be suggestive that this happens. We should also note that leaks happen all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. Um, Ubisoft is famous for shooting themselves in the foot <laughs> with leaks. Uh, and for God's sakes, Xbox had an entire console leaked. So, it happens. It happens. I'm not going to vilify anybody. The, the awkward, strange part is the blue point doubling down on being independent. That's yeah, the part yeah. that feels awkward. Um, and it almost makes you wonder if, if it's hostile, the, the takeover. And do not, just to be very clear, please no one insinuate that that's what I, or no one think that I'm insinuating that. It just makes you wonder because that is an odd thing to do. <laughs> Kojima burst through the doors. <laughs> like, me and Hassan got a message for you. <laughs> Hassan, you tell the man what I told you. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I Ains, I, I very unprofessionally, while Joe was talking, because I don't care what he talks about, I sent you a meme that I just thought was very funny. Very funny. Send it to me where? It's in, it's in DMs, you know? It's oh. relevant. It's now, relevant. So- so yeah, like, and and it, it this one kind of harshed harshed my vibe, man, because I'm I really liked 
uh, what Blue Point's done with Demon Souls, and they're good. Honestly, they're, really they're, good. they're so good. They're just masters of the craft, and this is another thing for like PlayStation fans to celebrate because they are so closely linked with PlayStation that mm-hmm. it makes sense, and it makes sense. Furthermore, to you, you see with the the Jason Schreier article. Uh, where he talks about, you know, there's teams trying to prove themselves with remasters or remakes. Like, you'll have a your own remaking studio to go out there and test if games are, you know, viable still. Certain games. Like, they could go out there, remake Resistance, go out there, remake Killzone, go out there, remake, you know, Tomba or whatever the hell that about, game's uh, called. Dead Space. That's the rumor right now, right? Dead yeah. Space is getting remade. And there's, a, there's another rumor for remakes happening. yeah and there's another rumor and this one's really crazy guys um blue box studio changed their logo <laughs> it's <laughs> inverted it's no longer a white background with a black box that says blue box mm-hmm. it's now a black background with a white logo <laughs> and the abandoned logo it's like a super zoomed in image mm-hmm. what's going on guys Meanwhile, Hassan's in a basement just crying. <laughs> it was just a tweet. I'm so sorry. Joe, you're offended, Joe. He's out. Yeah, he's out. He's out. Finally, some quality. Here. <laughs> All right. And I think we just take a moment. <laughs> I had a moment. I, I had to cut the camera here. And I hit like F5. <laughs> sorry. Let's take a moment right now, just mid-show. Hey, yeah. hey everyone. Hi. We did a roundtable recently on Halo Infinite, and it was awesome. We yeah, talked a lot about Halo, and uh, I, I didn't, was there. I don't even think I there. told you. Joe was there, yeah. Uh, Travis let me know that a 343 designer reached out to him, said he saw it, loved the positivity, and has shared it with the team at 343. Oh, Shut up. That. That's yeah. cool. Seriously. That's yeah. really cool. I, yep. get, I really hope they get why I'm mean to you. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, what's up with these two guys? As you talk, they'll get it. Like, <laughs> as you, like, blabber on, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm fed up with him, too. <laughs> I, it, it always makes me chuckle when people think it's, like, real. Because it is. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. It's serious. I, I real love when as Hideo and Hassan working together. <laughs> <laughs> they feed me well. Um, uh, when you make tweets on our Twitter... And people just think it's me. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I, I don't have our Twitter password. That's not me. Oh, that's not you. Okay, definitely not Ains. Oh, I, you probably don't have it because I've posted it like three times. So, Dead Space is coming back. <laughs> Are we focusing now? Are we focusing? Yeah, we're back to focusing because the blame okay. is on me. I, because you're trying to shift the tweets away from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm you're deflecting. trying to shift the tweets away from you. The classic, tweets are from Joe, everybody. <laughs> so yeah, it seems like. You know, where there's smoke, there's fire, and there is smoke in multiple rooms here. Um, Dead Space is coming back, man. I'm, dude, I am hyped. Yeah, What's it that? should. I mean, yeah, it should. It's a good franchise. Absolutely. EA has realized good? there is a demand for... for great. Dead Space was great. The franchise, I don't know you can say that, because it started to fade by Dead Space 3. That's my argument. <laughs> but Dead Space proper, great. Wholeheartedly it's with great you. if you think that Dead Space 3 doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, gotcha. That's how I feel about the, the Joss Whedon version of the Justice League. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's good news. And the EA Play event, I forget what day it is in July. July 22nd. The 22nd. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, that just 
brought up another thing. I hate that Aliens Fire Team is like a while from now. It's like in August. You know, July is the perfect window for me to be playing video games, and it's in August. I think. Yeah, that's when I go back to work. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's yeah. like, what about my needs? It's one day after Psychonauts know. too, which is an insult. Yeah. Psychonauts July? No, that's August. That's August. August. Where 23rd. do you guys stand with Dead Space though? And I love Dead Space. News. Great game. Love it. Yeah. Love Dead Space one and two. Incredible, incredible games, and unique, right? In the space, they they did something different with survival horror which i really liked and it actually had a really intriguing story as well so um isaac's a cool character i think the whole mining laser thing is cool i think the whole shooting off limbs um and kind of figuring out how to uh combat the enemies is something that we saw more in like uh when they remade resident evil 2 right they kind of added some flavor of that with the zombies we hadn't seen before um, so I, I'm pumped. Uh, from what we're hearing, it's a full remake in the vein of Resident Evil 2 that'll add some new kind of, you know, I guess modernizations uh, to the original game. So, man, I'm pumped. Do you think it'll be the rumors or it's just Dead Space 1? As it, I think that's good. Dead Space that's... 1 was better, in my mind, than Resident Evil 4. It learned from the mistakes. It had the benefit of hindsight, right? But Resident mm-hmm. Evil, Dead Space is just... I would say the pinnacle of third-person action horror. It's just the best it's been in that genre. Um, even comparing now to Resident Evil 8, Dead Space was special. It was terrifying. Yes. It was terrifying. Um, I faded away from Dead Space over time, though, in favor of different experiences and other things. Um, but I loved Dead Space 1. And if it, and, and if it is remade, uh, I would want it to be just one. No. Oh, really? I want one okay. too, but now I that want, I'm saying, yeah, that, I, would want a I hope I hope one. Now that I'm saying, I that. hope this remake sells enough, and I think it will. Yes. if they do it right, of course. I hope it sells enough to where they then make two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that, and that's my hope. So, like, <clears throat> I, Dead Space is the game that got me into survival horror. So I like seeing that this game's going to get remastered. Like, they they had so many DLC suits as well in the game. Like, I, I want to see, man, I I I, I want to see that game so bad. <laughs> It's just I I have no other words that I want to see it, um, and hopefully this does mean that we get a two remake because they say that they want the similar styles of like what the Resident Evil two remake was. That's what they want to do for Dead Space, or that's at least how they sold it. So I I would love to see this year you see Dead a Dead Space one remake. Next year you see Dead Space two remake. The year after that you see a actual Dead Space three. That is not a re like Dead Space 3 is hated in that fandom. I've never met a person that likes it. Take it away that doesn't exist and just say, here is the canonized Dead Space 3. Is it a good action game? I've heard it's a good action game. It's a good action game. Okay, so it's just not a good Dead Space game. Yeah, I literally dropped that game halfway through because I was just like, I I never finished it either. yeah, Yeah, I did not get scared once. Interestingly, um, I went to look because I know I, I don't know where you played Dead Space, Joe, uh, PlayStation or Xbox at the time. Xbox at the time. Xbox. Okay. Well, I went back to look and I was like, surely those games are enhanced for X. No, they're not on the enhanced for X list. They disappeared um, off the face of the earth. I mean, that's why people are so excited. I think they're on uh, EA Play's uh, Game Pass Ultimate combo. There, I believe. I, I think EA Play probably has there. them, but you're going to be playing literally a 360 game. Gotcha. Um, so there's no yeah. no upscale, which is interesting. 
I would have thought there would have been an Enhancer X for that. If, if, if this is a f- remake, I do want to say they need to get rid of the Asteroids trophy. That achievement sucked. It was. I don't know what it is. So it's like orbital defense, I think is a, is is the achievement name, where you can't have the ship go under sixty percent when you're trying to shoot the asteroids from space, uh, okay. from hitting the Ishimura. You 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 have to you start at like seventy five, and there are asteroids outside of you that will hit your ship anyway. So it's just RNG and skill at the same exact time. You got to turn your brightness all the way up so you can see all the asteroids. It was the only achievement I was not able to get from 100% of this game. They need to fix that. And if they do, it, it's a perfect game. <laughs> All right. That's my, rant. That's my TED talk for this game. From, from the achievement hall. Yeah, um, achievement I wonder hall. if they get an official announcement here, if we see um, uh, Xbox put in the work with their software layer, if we see auto HDR, FPS boost. Mm. Um, and kind of those, you know, up textures. That would be cool to see. At least you get kind of a mini remaster before the real one. Oh, yeah. But probably not. It's EA. They just want to sell. They, they, <laughs> they didn't do that with the Mass Effects, I don't think, right? What well, a... they built that internally themselves. They didn't do it prior with the Xbox stuff, no. Yeah, right, right. Tangentially related, sure. what do we think about the whole Silent Hill, uh, Konami, Bloober team? Si- the official word is that Bloober team and Konami are working together. Yeah. Uh, the understanding is that they're working together on Silent Hill. Very mixed reactions online for that. No clue why. Same. Bloober's great. Bloober's I great. Think why would you be upset there? This, this is going to maybe sound a little stupid. The only people I saw getting down on it were people who traditionally are those... I hate using the word fanboy all the time, but they, they really lean heavily to PlayStation, and for whatever reason, Bloober team is looked at as a kind of an xbox first studio mm-hmm. um but what's the layers of fear like a playstation ex- like ex- vr i didn't say it VR. made sense yeah yeah layers of fear layers of fear too i mean medium just came to ps it's not a big deal right blair yeah. witch mm-hmm. um but bloober's yeah. a great team again i think i said on twitter that they've made some really really strong horror games they've often been a little janky they've mm-hmm. been a little you know their engine hasn't been the best um but they're a smaller studio, right? So again, if they're entering into this, they they said Medium was their most successful game yet. You have to imagine if they're going to do Silent Hill, they're going to staff up and they'll be kind of their biggest game yet. And we don't know yet, but if it has some type of strategic partnership behind the scenes with Xbox or PlayStation, then they'll be, I think they're more than talented enough to create a good Silent Hill game. Um, mm-hmm. And if you've played their games, they're very psychological horror, right? They tap into things that, other kind of actiony horror games, like they're very different from a Resident Evil, right? Sure. Um, which fits Silent Hill. It should be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much more bizarre and creepy and kind of out there. So I, I think they're going to crush it. I have no doubt that they're going to create a cool yeah. Silent Hill game. Well, and not for nothing, the Silent Hill games, respectfully, they don't score all that well traditionally. There's only a that? few really good ones. Yeah. Um, Silent Hill Two, I think, is the one that escalates that series way up i think that's one of the probably five best hard games ever made mm. um but there's yeah but there Silent Hill like- one was kind of revolutionary at the time most people don't realize that the famous fog from resident evil or from silent hill was because the ps1 literally couldn't render mm-hmm. uh the rest of the environment on the scene so they just made it fog um which kind of is hilarious to look back on and they've had a couple really crappy silent hill games too but um yeah i mean like 
I'm thinking about like Downpour and Shattered Memories and Origins. Yeah, I, I pulled up the list just now. Yeah. There's a lot of Silent Hill games. and Yeah, they had one for the could... Vita, I think. That was Book of Memories. Yep. Book of Memories. Um, but no, yeah. That's why. That's what I mean. It's not like this is some series that had three games and all of them were bangers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think... Uh, <laughs> I think, <laughs> <laughs> he's gone he's gone i love it i think um that's why i think bloober team can take this and make it something really special mm. yeah that'd be interesting to i see. think that's a sans team that's it i'm not even <laughs> yeah. kidding that's i'll i'll put the tinfoil hat on that for there yeah too, there's too many things at point you, you think you, you don't go i'm making a horror game uh look at these woods that are straight up a unreal five like engine like you could buy that off off the store and then go oh and our horror game starts with s and ends with l and not have any connection to so you think hassan is survival studios is tied to bloober Uh uh-huh i think so oh my i'll drink that kool-aid fine i said the same thing i said before just give me a silent hill game like people were complaining about bloober getting it i'm like you haven't had a good silent hill game in 20 years why are you complaining let them make the damn game. It's not Helio. <laughs> he may okay. be creating a horror game too. We don't know. Yes. I mean, yeah. this one, again, I definitely think this is a game where it's going to text you and email you and all that stuff. It's working with the cloud. Hideo's uh, game or Silent Hill? Yeah, Hideo's. Oh. Hideo's game is going to be super well, pretentious. So that, well, he's, right now we've got the director's cut of Death Stranding's happening. The director's cut of Ghost of Tsushima is happening. Mm-hmm. And then we just got word from Venture Beat Jeff Grubb saying that a letter of intent has been signed by Hideo Kojima to work with Xbox. There's a few rabbit holes we could go down on that one uh, for sure. I want to know about the, the director's cut thing. Joe, you liking yes. this? this the, the way they're doing these director's cuts over at PlayStation? No, it's because weird. it's confusing. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> so, okay. I have the PlayStation blog up so I could read it from them. Um, we have a Ghost of Tsushima Director's cut coming on August twentieth. Twentieth, yeah. Uh, and here's here's straight from the blog. If you already own Ghost of Tsushima on PlayStation Four, you can pre-order and upgrade the director's cut for the PlayStation Four for nineteen ninety nine. Now, this director's cut comes with the uh, the the extra Ica. island, yeah, Ica Ica island. island. Yes. Um, so it will be uh, come available on August 20th and then saying starting on August 20th, if you bought the director's cut on PS4, you'll be able to upgrade the director's cut on PS5 at any time for $9.99 US dollars. <coughs> you can also upgrade directly from the original ghost on PS4 for $29.99. As I'm reading it, it makes a little bit more sense. My eyes but, glazed over trying to to follow that without having it in front of me. And honestly, I've I've heard it multiple times. So essentially what it is is if you have the PlayStation 4 version of this game and you want this expansion. Well, the there, let's be clear. There is no PS5 version. There's only one version of Ghost of Tsushima. Well, it, no, there is a PS5 version. No, no. Today, mm. right now, not not the All director's right. cut, meaning right, right, right. They, they've, they've managed to make an expansion confusing. Yes. That's what they've done. Yeah. It's a twenty dollar expansion. Twenty dollar expansion. But if you have the PS4, it's a thirty dollar expansion. If you want to upgrade it to PS5. Extra ten bucks for those for the graphics and haptics. Exactly. So 
it, this is absolutely convoluted. And now where it once made sense a second ago, it doesn't. <laughs> um, this is just so dumb. This is just, this is the, this is dumb. And this is Sony's dumb move here. Like I, why, why do we have dumb, dumb delivery? This is ridiculous. It, and I get it. They don't want you to just buy the PS4 version for it to smart delivery up to PS5. Like they want that extra 10 bucks out of you. It seems, that's, but that's like, what it is. It really is outrageous. It really is just dumbfounding. Now, I'm I don't care. I'm gonna buy this thing because I'm a, not not because I'm an idiot. Because I love this game. I want to experience that expansion. But just tell it to me in English here. Like none of this made sense. So I definitely understand people's frustration about this. I want to know what you guys think. Because I, I understand the frustration, it's stupid, but I'm like, at the same time, I'm going to buy it anyway. Oh, the Nintendo <laughs> customer. I am, mm-hmm. well, for this game, I am the Nintendo customer, for sure. I, I think it's I think it's kind of dumb. Um, they, they've said that their first party PS5 games are $70. And it feels like they're forcing this game into that model where you didn't really have to do that. Um, you could have just said... You know, because it's a, the director's cut disc is essentially like a game of the year edition, right? Yep. You're mm-hmm. just getting the base game and the twenty dollar expansion. That's all it is. So why don't you just sell it for PS4 or PS5 for a single price, or let anyone with the game today just download the expansion for twenty dollars? It would have been so much more straightforward. Just make mm-hmm. it sixty to buy a director's cut, whether you're buying the PS4 or PS5 version. Yes. Let the upgrade for free. If you want to buy the expansion, twenty bucks. It's, yeah. it's it could have been so much simpler. And yeah, I, I don't know how much more money you're gonna make with this ten dollars, but God, it can't be that much in the grand scope of of what you're talking about. Not here. worth all of this. No, not worth all of this at all. And I and now what you've done is created another little little, but another little negative social thing around PlayStation where they're making it difficult to just simply either buy or upgrade your game. It didn't no. need to be that way. No. I mean, you could have even done something a little bit easier for folks. It's just like, hey, Ghost of Tsushima on PS4 is 40 bucks, and the PlayStation 5 version is 60 and I feel like that would have probably done what you wanted it to do, you know, and have that DLC be 20 bucks, essentially. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this, this consistent difficulty is going to come back and bite them later on down the line. Uh, I don't know what that translates to sales-wise. I don't really care what it translates to sales-wise, but I do think it's a frustration point that is additive, that if more things don't go their way, a customer might wonder about switching or making a different choice or just not upgrading. Um, if I this, wonder if that's a thing. If this happens with, we can just assume, The Last of Us Part Two Director's Cut... <laughs> This is where you'll see people actually frustrated, yeah. Because that is their that is the PlayStation franchise that is the the king of the hill there. That is the most high profile, and if that is as confusing as this is, that's where you'll have people actually like, wait, what the hell is going on here? And I think that's the continue the continually frustrating decisions by Sony is a death by a thousand cuts for hardcore fans yeah. or fans that uh, uh, like me who have fell in love with the PlayStation brand throughout the, the, the late PS3 and early PS4 uh, generations. Right. 
and mm-hmm. this is just like yo what are you what are you doing all this like the lack of crossplay and now we're starting to see i think the market go you know what sony uh-uh piss off we'll do mm-hmm. crossplay but just pc and xbox yeah i'm i'm literally playing borderlands 3 crossplay with xbox and pc right now with family um but so when i saw that communication it's like yeah you can do this on xbox pc switch uh, just not PlayStation. It's like that's not a good look. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. <laughs> not worth a think, couple hundred grand. Like, yeah, it's not. And I think the market is literally just saying, you know what, Sony, this generation, we can. You're you're if you're entering in the mindset that this is about console sales, which it really does look like, though they say differently, then right now you guys are starting with an empty-ish slate. So we're choosing the person that's going to treat us better, and that's xbox right now and you can sit sit on the sidelines and explain to your audience why they have dumb dumb delivery and in, in cross or lack of cross play or lack of cross saves or it'll just lack of a safe system uh cross cross safe system like you could be over there we're gonna do this and i think that, it's especially like right you now. think the magnifying glass on it is bigger right because their main competitor in xbox is doing all the stuff for free that's what it feels like, right? I, mm-hmm. it, it, I think it would be a topic anyway, but I think it would be a smaller one if we weren't just saying all the upgrades are free on Xbox. Look at everything they've done for all their core games, right? Forza, Gears, Master Chief Collection, um, all their State of Decay 2. Uh, I just loaded up the other day. It's like a night and day difference from when that game launched. All these mm-hmm. games are just getting all it's these so next-gen or now current-gen uh, Series X, Series S upgrades for free. It's just like, here, now your game's better. Go play it um uh here's some free dlc oh and by the way all our games are 60 dollars, not 70 it's just it's it's those you just said it death of a thousand cuts it's like sony's just pushing right they're just pushing all the way to that edge of their fan base and eventually you push far enough you're gonna fall off i definitely think if the the triple a publishers i mean we see ea dipping their toe in it we see activision dipping their toe in the 70 dollar pool if we don't see that hard pivot of the rest of the, the the publishers following suit by the end of 2022, Sony needs to abandon this. <laughs> they just it, it is it, it is bad, and at that point, then there is no excuse. There there is no, you know, not to say there is no, but there's going to be severely less cross generational games. Um, there's then no excuse for them to have that price at that at 70 if nobody else is doing it if everybody else is too scared to do it so yeah this is a death by a thousand cuts and yes i do think this is i think uh another red flag that something ain't right and jim ryan is direction with playstation is worrisome and i think that's why we're so we're so worried about the direction of playstation because as much as i think the toxic fanboys trash phil spencer and you know make memes of them or whatever they i think they subconsciously are upset that this guy's talking sure he may make some promises he may talk too early fine but he at least is out there talking to his audience where you see jim ryan just doesn't it's it's a disconnect he's got to talk to gq why gq and why not season gaming like (laughs) It just doesn't make it just doesn't make sense. He's it's PlayStation is is voiceless. It seems we have Herman, 
but it's through blog posts. Why aren't you talking to us on Twitter and engaging with us that way? You know, Xbox has been forced into this position and they've been better for it. Right. And I think what we're about to see is Sony being forced into this position. How, how scathed do they come out? You know, did I use that word right? Felt like you had to get some stuff off your chest there. I did. I'm sorry. That was my TED talk. (laughs) Your Joe talk. Um, But like, I don't know. I, I hope that made sense. I just feel like there is. I, I, maybe I'm just talking as the frustrated PlayStation fan. I was just like, y'all. You sounded like talk. every Xbox fan after Don Matrick spoke <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> anytime ever. You sounded yeah. like all of all of the Xbox people in 2013 and 14. Uh, get better, guys. Trust us. <laughs> and, you know, I, as someone like, you know, create content for kind of everything, right? Um, it, you can just kind of feel it. Uh, to your point, Joe, it's just Luke, it's not anything. Shut specific. that dog up, or I call the police. Okay. <laughs> Whose dog? It's thundering. Who's... I think I don't know the noise canceling. Oh, um, what was I gonna say? Um, damn it, damn it, the dog lost my train of thought. The dog there. didn't mess you up. Joe messed you up, pointing <laughs> it out. It was fine, and then Joe's like, mm, mm, "Oh, it just oh. it feels like there's something in the air, right? It's not it's not saying that PlayStation's hurting. It's not saying that their revenue isn't higher than ever. The PS5 selling extremely well uh, when they can get them into the hands of people. Obviously, um, it just it's it's just a feeling about the leadership, which uh, you know, as a fan uh, and someone that creates content specifically for a f- platform, Joe, I can I, I get it. It'd be frustrating to me too. I think to your point, regardless of what you think about the way xbox is in front of their fans and sometimes they go too far and sometimes they speak too early and of course they make mistakes but they are at least communicating with fans they are transparent as transparent as they can be um and you know at least there's something you can point to if you're an xbox fan to say yeah here's what's going on and we know what their direction and we know what they're trying to do yeah so Who's crawling in the? Who, who, I I honestly think that's my dog now. So yeah, I, I think, think someone's is. playing with him and he's running around upstairs. Unprofessional. Let me just go on record here and say that I'm living. Unprofessional. I'm upset. I'm disgusted. Um, yeah, they got to change upset. these policies though. They really do, and yeah. I mean, it's got to be sooner rather than later. Boys, before we close out, uh, I'm going to cut Joe off because I don't care what he's talking about. Uh, (laughs) I did want to, as we traditionally do, go back to last week's episode and check out some of the comments on the old tube of you. Uh, And Steve Busam wrote in about our Metroid Dread Nintendo conversation. And he said, Metroid Dread looked awesome. The transitions from 2D to 3D and back to 2D. uh, It's my favorite game from E3. I think we'll be calling games Dread-like. In five years, the way we call games Souls-like. This is coming from someone who loved Hollow Knight. Dread may only sell three million copies, but it will be absolutely loved by the Metroidvania community. Ooh, oh, that's that's, that's high praise. Do you think Dread-like in I, three years, five uh, years? I think that's, uh, and I'm not criticizing, and I hope more than anything that the game delivers your very high expectations. Um, so I, I hope that comes true, but that's an awful lot of praise for something we saw a 30 second trailer for, mm-hmm. um, that just seems like getting ahead of yourself a little bit in my opinion. I love the hype. Don't get me. I'm not trying to say it's a bad thing. And I, like I said, I hope if you love Metroid, um, obviously you do. Um, it's, 
it can be very exciting, I understand, because we haven't seen anything from Metroid in a long time. Uh, and I've been waiting to see that as well. Um, I just don't know if Dread's going to be that game. Um, I'm nervous I because I love Metroid 2D and 3D. Um, I even enjoyed Other M. Enjoyed it. Don't think it's great. Yeah, you um, played the uh, Game Boy ones too, you said, right? Yeah, yeah. I played, yeah. I think, every Metroid game except for Federation Force. Uh, and the latest 2D Metroid Samus uh, returns because I refuse to own a, a, D, a 3DS. It's a terrible system, and all of you are <laughs> terrible for owning it. I'm judging all of you. You're worse uh, than I, the TurboTax people. TurboTax people on on PC. It's crazy. <laughs> you know? I, I I think, in my opinion, and I can be biased from my growing up years, but I still think Super Metroid is the best Metroid game ever made. It's one of the best games ever made, in my opinion. Certainly. Uh, and that's Certainly. a 2D. You know, that's a 2D game. So I, like I said. I, I, I really do hope this game delivers on that vision, but that's, man, that's that's a lot of hype you've built for yourself over a tiny little trailer. If if Nintendo can get me a way to play a lot of those Nit Metroids again, I'm down. But I'm not going to buy Metroid Dread and not be able to play the other Metroids. And something about that feels wrong. I guess Xbox has spoiled me with its collections and back and pat and being able to play all these games. Like, when I can play all the games from a franchise, a collection, the legacy, I'm in. That gets me. I'm all for that. Kind of even about our Dead Space thing earlier. Do I'm even debating this. <laughs> wasn't me. Wasn't me. Engorged. Look Here. That's why I'll put up the headstone. Here. This is what we have to be. Yep. <laughs> this is where we are. It's because you were talking about your biceps oh. again. That's what he's yeah, referring to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Joe, by the way, uh, there is a box coming to your house sometime. <laughs> really? Sometime. There's actually, there, dude, there's a box coming to your house as well, dude. I don't like where you're going with this. No, what? you are not no. allowed to open it. If you find it, if it gets to your house and you don't know what it's from, yeah, don't open it until you're here with Ains and I. Okay, that's strange. Okay. Okay. Well, no. Well, okay. Well, I'll warn you about the box that I'm sending to you. I don't like this. I don't <laughs> know what's happening. Uh, I don't know what's friends. happening. We're friends. We're good friends. We did not what? talk about this ahead of time. Yes, Ains, no you know what I sent him. You know what I sent him. I do. I sent you a box, <laughs> and if it smells like shit, it's because I sent you a box full of my dog shit. <laughs> it's just uh, so. First of all, you're terrible. Um, you are gonna have to open that box here on whenever cast go up okay. is next when that arrives. It's family appropriate or whatever. You did. You did tell me. Yes. I, I, remember I did tell that. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember nice that. Our I don't remember what it is. No, I appreciate right. that. I'm glad, Ains, because I did, definitely made a point of telling you. you Can I That's say cool. about the Metroid thing? I hope you're right, man. I, you know, that you you went. Listen, I I felt the hype, and then I felt you derailed to a little bit of crazy town. But if that's where you want to live, and that's where your residence is, go for it. Live there. there you go. That's great. We oh, I know what you said. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Because honestly, I feel like uh, Metroid fans kind of got to win. They feel they feel win here because they're like, you know what? This is a game that it's not the one we wanted because we want Metroid Prime Four, right? Yeah. But this is a good in between thing. They've acknowledged us. Um, <laughs> it's not like a Kojima situation. Uh, it 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 feels it feels good. You feel acknowledged, and I and so I understand your excitement. So I'm with you. I'll be buying that day one because that'll be my first Metroid game. I know you guys were like, "Whoa, go play Axiom Verge." I did. That game's great. Yes, good I man. All it, right. I suck at it, but like I I, I genuinely think that's a great game. 
That's cool, dude. That I'm really glad. Really glad to hear you liked Axiom Verge. That's a good game. That's a good uh, game. It's a good game. That's how you do a modern game in the eight and sixteen bit era, unlike Shovel Knight. Yeah. Wrong. That's right. First of all, they're not comparable. They're not comparable. Those are not the two Shovel, types of games. Shovel Knight is absolutely oh, aimed know. at that era. It's but it's not aimed at that genre. It's aimed at what's the genre with the Scrooge genre. McDuck where you're bouncing around with the pogo stick? Scrooge That's what Shovel Knight is. That's what Shovel Knight is. It's you the DuckTales. Ducktales? Yeah, 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 it's meant to be DuckTales. Yeah, DuckTales is better than Shovel Knight. That's objectively wrong. <laughs> that is objectively wrong. Is there another comment, a question like a <laughs> we need to address, Luke? Um, some guy made fun of me for... Ooh, uh, he made fun of me for saying that people make fun of me because I read. I didn't quite really get where he... And then he said that that's the problem with Americans. Uh, we don't value knowledge. So I don't know if he was mad at me, America, or mm-hmm. people that read Halo books. But the Halo books are great. You guys should all read them. They're amazing. Well, that's the problem with the rest of the world. They make assumptions and they make us fix their problems. You know? That's right. That's right. We've oh. never had an issue at all. Um, oh, and then somebody was kind enough... New user with <laughs> no name Europe. was kind enough to, to clarify that the Sony E3 conference we were talking about uh, that was so great was the 2016 one. It was the 2016 with God of War, Spider-Man, Death Stranding, and Days Gone. Uh, the question that we should ask ourselves another two weeks from now is now removed, with enough time removed, is that that conference better than the most recent Xbox one? Because I'm hearing a lot of people still say this is the best Xbox conference ever. I don't know if I'm there. I don't know. But those are some two heavy hitters. It's cool that we have those things in our legacy. Wait, wait. Oh, oh. If this showcase was better than last showcase? No, if the 2016 Sony was better than this year's Xbox. Oh, that's interesting. I, I, that's I'll a good go thing. back and I'll... Yeah, it's an interesting thing. Check I would love for any listener to drop their comments into the, the comment section about that one, because I'm curious on that one. It, it's That's tough to compare, because we now know how those games did. Yeah. Fair. Right? All those games have released. So God of War is obviously a masterpiece. You know, It's way up there, mm-hmm. um, whereas I don't think Days Gone and Death Stranding are there. Um, yeah. What was the fourth? Spider-Man. Spider-Man, okay. Um, you know, I'm I'm not a huge fan, it's but so obviously it's a beloved like game. Yeah, it's weird to me that you don't like superheroes. Um, it's not that I don't like them. They just don't speak interest to you? me in the same way, yeah. What about like Star Wars, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I like them all. I'm not one of those guys that runs out and has to have it, but I, I like them. I watch them. I, I'll play the games. Hmm. Interesting. All right, cool, 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 cool. Well, uh, gentlemen, I think that'll just about wrap us up. I think we're winding down appropriately here. I will say that uh, for anybody checking out uh, the Xbox Expansion Pass in the last few weeks, I've had some incredible guests on. Miles Dampierre, uh, Danny Pena, developers for the Anacrusis and the Riftbreaker have joined me. I have other stuff happening, but I don't think I can talk about who's coming on just yet. Um you can find me on Twitter at Insipid Ghost and the Xbox Expansion Pass on all your podcast services. Mr. Ainsley Bowden? Yes, yes. Um, so, you're already here, Season Gaming, so that that works. Uh, check out the site. Uh, I want to thank everyone to, uh, kind of like Luke's point, too, we had a lot of, uh, I think I mentioned the highest traffic we've ever seen on uh, Season Gaming Big Cast over the past couple weeks, which is awesome. Thank you. And uh, if you didn't check it out, you mentioned it earlier, Luke, but uh, Luke and Joe, the three of us, essentially, and three others uh, did a Halo Infinite Roundtable talking about campaign and multiplayer. I mean, Joe was there for about half the time, but... Um, what the fuck? What is it? I thought I contributed. I wanted, like, I, I, like, I thought I did well. 
I had a lot your technical issues. issues. That's all it was. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, I wasn't insulting the contributions, but anyway. I was also, glad you went there. Yo, yeah. this this 2016 conference. Oof, wow, it was I'm, a banger. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll I'll agree to that for a sec because you got Resident Evil Seven here. You got Detroit. You got Horizon shows up here. You got God of War, Last Guardian. Yeah, Days Gone. Like this is a pretty good. Yeah, that's that's pretty strong. PSVR gets showcased here. Battlefront gets blown up here. That was a great PSVR little thing there. But anyway, SeasonGaming.com. Thank you, Joseph. Joseph, Final Fantasy Fifteen or whatever that one's called. Joe, Joe, we're trying to get out of here. The oh, achievement okay. hole. Where they can, where can they find you? So you can find me over at the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast. Where last month was the second highest month we've ever had <laughs> on the Trophy Room. You know, I just want to brag sometimes too. Uh, so yeah, you can find me over at the Trophy Room, uh, a PlayStation podcast. Where each and every Thursday, me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation. Each and every Thursday, you can find the video version over on YouTube and the podcast versions wherever you find your podcast. Whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast services of choice, you can find the Trophy Room there. And yeah, that's that's it. That's all. That's all I got. Any any last words, guys? I think we're great, man. Thank you all for listening and supporting Cast Co-op. We really enjoy doing it. We really do. We love Honestly, it's always fun each and every other week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, how did you phrase that? Each and every other week. You know, like every other week. Like, oh, that sums it up pretty well. Yeah. Keep casting that co-op. <laughs> so stupid.